Welcome to the Lamp Post. All right. So we took a week off there, but now we are back. And today we are going to talk about Christian science. Uh, we met at the only Christian science college in the U.S., and I think it might be the only one in the world. Yeah. And so it's played a, a big part in both of our lives, uh, and we thought it would be good to talk about it a bit. So the first question I wanted to ask you is, um, what is Christian science? <laughs> yeah, so hopefully I get this right. Uh, <laughs> Basically, Christian Science was started by this lady, um, Mary Baker Eddy, who I believe it was in the 1860s, um, had a terrible injury. She slipped on the ice, and uh, basically the outlook was really bad. And through through prayer, she was able to make a full recovery really quickly. I feel like it was basically instantly that mm-hmm. she was fully healed and and so from that became she wrote the science and health uh which is meant to be read alongside the bible it's essentially a a way to interpret the bible that essentially she saw fit and she made hundreds of revisions of the science and health and it became very popular uh shortly after that uh there's a giant uh the main church is in boston called the mother church and it's just beautiful massive building like just in the center of boston and so essentially the way i describe it to people it's it is a branch of christianity uh but there's no hell and so it's more non-dualistic mm. than other other branches, other forms of Christianity, uh, which is something I, I really liked. You know, as when I was a Christian Scientist or mm-hmm. growing up in Christian Science, and and so essentially, uh, you know, God is all, and there is no devil, and we are spiritual beings and are. Uh, and made in God's likeness. And essentially all material woes, sickness, disease, uh, can be essentially fixed through realizing that we are fully spiritual and whole and complete. Um, Yeah, is is there anything you'd like to add kind of... No, I think that that pretty much sums it up well. There's a lot of like small details that you can get into the weeds with, but I think that right. that's a good general overview of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so growing up in Christian science, uh, I really enjoyed it. I think, I think, I mean, I didn't really know anything else, but mm-hmm. it felt, it felt like a superpower, honestly, mm-hmm. like, it's at least the Sunday school teachers that I had were really big on like, you know, the power is in your mind to 
uh, you know, it almost felt like I couldn't get sick. Mm-hmm. Like just, I had a mental barrier where <laughs> I wasn't going to get sick. And if you did, I mean, the flip side of that is when you do get sick, right. it's like, Oh, am, am I doing something wrong? Am I, mm-hmm. like, uh, which is one of the, you know, not so great parts. Um, but I think, you know, more and more, I think science is kind of showing that, uh, you know, the mind plays a major part in, in health, mm-hmm. you know, stress, or if you have stress or, you know, other factors that can actually lower your immune, uh, response. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think in some ways that was, was helpful <laughs> Yeah, for that. Um, but yeah, what would you say your your favorite and least favorite things uh, about Christian Science are? Well, I found it to be extremely comforting when I was a Christian Scientist. I wouldn't consider myself a Christian Scientist now, although I still do occasionally think about some of the ideas. But my experience was anytime I had a fear or I was sick, um, there was just this way to think about it that gave a, a, a sense of comfort and a sense of control over the situation. Right. It was a way of uh, sort of reframing your experience and reminding yourself that I am an image of God, all is mind. Uh, this experience I'm having is simply me not realizing this fundamental truth. And so I think that comfort was really wonderful. And it was, and is in some ways something that I think I, I still miss to some degree. Uh, because I think likewise, my least favorite thing about it, I suppose, um, well, there, there's several things. The first thing that came to mind was uh, some of the people, <laughs> yeah. and, and and not necessarily like that might sound different than I mean it. I mean that there's all sorts of interpretations, and I know, for example, at Principia, it felt like there was these sort of two ways of viewing Christian science. There was the the fundamentalists, for lack of a better term, and then there was people like me and you <laughs> and some other <laughs> people who viewed it differently. And I think that um, there's just sometimes the way that people would talk about Christian science, I felt was, it just didn't really like jive with the way that I thought about it. But I think more importantly, the... I don't know if this is really Christian science as much as it is just anytime you're raised in anything, this is a result, is when I got to college and I started taking philosophy courses and started to think deeply about the fact that there's all these different belief systems and all these different ways of seeing the world, and then I realized that I had been feeding the world through this lens that I had not cultivated myself. I had accepted it and I believed it fully. Yeah. It didn't really <clears throat> even occur to me 
that it it could be another way until I started to be exposed to these other ideas in college. Um, and in some ways that was pure bliss beforehand, just being so <laughs> certain, so certain to the point where I didn't even question it. It wasn't right. like, Hmm, it could be these other things, but I'm certain it's this. It's like, no, this is how things are. And I think that part of that is due to, if you accept a few core presuppositions, then the system itself, as far as I can tell, is pretty logically sound. It's just, you have to accept these presuppositions that are pretty significant. Uh, and so, but when I did start to realize that I had been seeing the world in this way that, that was being fed through this lens, I became really deeply distraught by that and wanted to try to remove as much lens as possible, get back to something resembling base level, and then build up from there. Uh, and so over the next 10, 15 years, that's, that's sort of what I've been doing. Uh, the problem is, I don't know if you can ever fully believe in something <laughs> again, if you <laughs> go through that process. Right. Um, well, you can you can believe in that it's a process. You can and... believe that it's a process, <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, there's certain ways around that, but I, like the conviction I had about this system of thought being right, mm-hmm. I don't know if I'll ever be able to feel that way about something again, and that that's bothersome um, <laughs> because. Like I said, there was a lot of comfort in it and a lot of meaning. And so mm-hmm. you have to find these other ways to uh, feel comfort or meeting if you want those things. It seems to me those are nice things to have. Um, right. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Well, I think there's a beauty in that not knowing as well. Yeah, there is. That, uh where it might not be quite as comforting, mm-hmm. uh, but there's, um, well, and then also there's something about some, something to be said about Prune itself, where you can take philosophy classes, right? You know, yeah. Like here at, at this Christian science school, uh, they explore all these different ideas and had great philosophy teachers. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and also I liked that they didn't really force you to go to church at all. And I went, I went to Pepperdine my my first semester, and like there were, the religion there was much more shoved mm-hmm. in your face than it was at Prim, which surprised me. Yeah, that is surprising. Um, um, I liked Prim, for the record. Yeah, Prim was amazing. Yeah, I, something about you know religion and there's just such a sense of community mm-hmm. too, where it's like you know everyone shares that common bond of right either where they grew up in or just like a general interest in, Mm -hmm. in religion or spirituality. Uh, and even though I'm, I wasn't particularly a good Christian scientist while I was there. Like, I think I went to church like maybe once a year. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Um, uh, it's still nice to know that like everyone kind of shares that common bond. Right. Um, yeah. So, For me, the 
some of the things that I didn't like. Uh, it's like that the material world is kind of like not. It's kind of dismissed mm-hmm. entirely. It feels like in Christian scientists in Christian science, mm-hmm. uh, where it's just it's not real and it's not to be focused on. Um, and I, I think that's the the biggest gripe I had with it. Kind of, I didn't re- really realize that until college. I would say where it's mm-hmm. like started transitioning. Like I'd say before that, I was like, this material world is not real mm-hmm. at all. And, but in college, I was like, wait, but I mean, this, this is real on some plane. Like, right. <laughs> right. Clearly there's this, something this happening is, here. <laughs> this is happening. And it's like, you can't just fully ignore it. Like, this is all we, we know. Right. Um, and so some Christian scientists, I think what the, the public sees as, you know, when they hear about Christian science, it's about, or some people might think it's a cult or like mm-hmm. some, some people hear like, oh, they, some people don't take, like they don't take their kids to the doctor if they're sick. And definitely the vast majority, I would say like if you break an arm, they'll go, they'll go get a cast. Right. Uh, but I mean, no, not everyone. So there, there is, everyone kind of has their own line of like, where do you draw the line? And I think and, that Mary Baker Eddy accounted for that. Because I think there's some quotes in Science and Health about you have to act from where you are. And if you're fearful about a situation, then it might mean that you're not prepared to deal with it in the, through prayer. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And it's like, where, where do you draw the line? Right. Like. So it's like we're all humans. Like we need to eat. Right. <laughs> it's like a, a basic like okay, taking in substance from the the physical world. It's like you use toothpaste. Like do you use Advil? Right. <laughs> I didn't so. have any Advil or Tylenol or any sort of pain medication until college. Damn. <laughs> and when I finally tough. did, and I no longer like I could make a headache go away. I was just like, what have I been doing? <laughs> yeah, it's like, just, just had to suffer. <laughs> right. Yeah, I remember hiding, like, ibuprofen, like, like in my, like, a drawer, like, under the socks. <laughs> like, college, like, I can't, can't let anyone see this. Right, right. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, in my family, we always we got all the shots and went to the doctor. and, mm-hmm. um, But definitely not always the case. Yeah. Yeah, I think that material world thing is a really good point and it's it's one that I'm not I'm I'm still not sure what I really think about that because like everything we experience as the material world is a projection inside our own consciousness or inside our mm-hmm. minds. And so in that regard everything is mind. Now of course we're receiving that information somehow. Mm-hmm. It right. seems, but I don't know where I draw that line. I've been thinking about that recently and it's, and, and sometimes I'm like, well, maybe it's not, I don't know. It, I'm I'm not sure just what to make of that whole thing about the material world. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it exists. I think it exists separate, uh, mm-hmm. separate from us. And yeah, our interpretation and our experience is fully our own. Right. So have you or anyone you, you know ever had a, a healing that was really um, like amazing to you? Um, yeah, that's a great question. Um, well, one that comes to mind was at Prin, we were playing basketball and I sprained my ankle bad. Like I just landed on someone. It was during like a intro, uh, intro mural and I remember after I did it, I was just like sitting on the sideline and I felt such a overwhelming feeling of love where it was like, I don't know. I was just taking in like, we're all having fun playing basketball. Like there's no reason, reason to feel pain. Like there's no, I'm not sure what it was. It was just a very, very uplifting feeling mm-hmm. and the pain completely went away. Like wow. I, at that moment, I did not feel any pain whatsoever. Wow. Um, and so, I mean, it wasn't a full healing. Like I definitely sprained my ankle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <And> like, <laughs> it took, it took its normal course to heal. Uh, but all the, you know, the thoughts about it mm-hmm. had kind of vanished. Like it was like, I felt much more at peace with it the whole time. And I, and definitely in the moment I felt no pain whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, you know, I wouldn't say it was like a complete healing where it was like a miracle where mm-hmm. you know, something like I was healed instantly. Uh, but definitely the, the thoughts about it and, and definitely the pain subsided. Right. Like there was uh, an experience you had in that moment that was unique. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm trying to remember if there was any, anything else like major, like that happened. Um, at the moment I can't have you, I mean, nothing that has really blown my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I had pneumonia when I was three, so I don't remember this experience, but I ended up having to go to the hospital and there was some other kid there who was, who had pneumonia also, but not, not nearly as severe as mine. And I ended up leaving the hospital in like two or three days. And he was there for a lot longer mm-hmm. and we had a practitioner working. So, um, you know, I've heard that story. There was that, I can't believe, I can't remember if I've talked about it on, on this podcast in a previous episode about that experience I had. Oh, I did where, where I was, uh, in Seattle and, and feeling really lonely. And I had this sort of realization that moment about, how everything that was making me feel lonely was just my thoughts about being lonely or all the bad feelings of being lonely Mm -hmm. were just my thoughts. And 
in that moment, my loneliness vanished. And since then, I've really not ever felt lonely again. And that was like 15 years ago. So that, uh, you know, I think that like it, there's definitely like Christian science is not just about physical healings. It's about mental healings too, emotional healings. So I think that that felt special. Now I wasn't really thinking about it in terms of Christian science at the time, but it was still this, I, I was, I had this thought and then I felt like this weight lift from my shoulders and I've never felt that again. <laughs> mm. So I don't know, but I think that's probably one of the reasons also that I turned away from Christian science is because I never had an experience that really, you know, proved it to me in this way that. Right. I don't know that, uh, that was really impactful. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think definitely, if it were happening frequently, mm-hmm. it'd be a lot bigger of a religion, right? And, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's like, what do you make of that? That's something I've always wondered. You know, and how much of it is also a placebo effect? Because the mind right. is mean, extremely complex, and I've I often have wondered: is this just a complex system that allows you to achieve some sort of you know, mind over matter sort of power, but it's just essentially a placebo effect. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of where I ended up as well. Like that's placebo effect is strong. Yeah. <laughs> and having a conviction that you are perfect. Right. Is very strong. Yeah. And can make you feel way better. <laughs> yeah. Um, as far as like healing broken bones and like, like curing cancer, like mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I mean, there's uh, testimonies you, about that, right? Yeah. You hear, yeah, stories of that actually happening. Um, but yeah, there, you know, accounts of, of people. But you also hear about that over in India, right? For mm-hmm. sort of these Eastern religions. Which again right. is like the power of the mind. But in Christian science, it's very much like God and your relationship to God is what is curing you. If you can understand that fully. Right. If you can become conscious of that fact. Um, right. But there are other religions that achieve it based on a different set of beliefs. Right. Yeah, you wonder, like, uh, what was Jesus actually doing? <laughs> what was he doing? <laughs> was he, like, you know, I mean, all these stories of just instant healing and, uh, you know, stuff that doesn't seem real. That's the thing. I mean, if Jesus did the things that are in the Bible, then, I mean, that changes everything. i mean if he was resurrected (laughs) right i mean that changes everything and so it comes down to do you believe in those things or not and i guess like for me i'm just not sure i I think if i like if you had to bet your life on it (laughs) what would you well 
Well, I would get resurrected later, so it'd be fine. <laughs> but no, I, I mean, definitely not. Uh, I, I, if I had to bet my laugh on it, I would say that he did not. None of that happened. Right. So that changes everything too. <laughs> but I mean, something was happening because, like, you know, it's, he's a big deal. He is a big deal. <laughs> he's the, he is the biggest. Deal. He's the biggest deal. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's just that, that that's the sort of thing that I, I do spend some some amount of time thinking about is just those stories. Of course, there's stories from all all religions that are remarkable. Uh-huh. And it's like if the if that's true and humans have that capacity. I mean, and we have testimonies and stories even from modern day of of really remarkable things. It just it does make me think there's a lot that we just don't understand about the human condition and experience on earth and and like consciousness. And mm-hmm. so there, there's like I feel this pull sometimes to want to affirm those things as being possible or real. So I remember I went to Peru for an abroad. And during that abroad, we were hiking. It was a four or five day hike through on the this trail called Salkantai that went beside this giant mountain, Mount Salkantai. And uh, it was a five day hike through the Andes and you had some guides and the guides were very spiritual. And I remember having this feeling during that hike, the Andes just feel special. There's like some sort of, I mean, it, yeah. it might just be the sheer beauty and magnificence of it. But there's something about that area that just feels like energetically different. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember feeling that, you know, this, I guess it's sort of this Western thing of of doubt and discarding all these sort of miraculous stories and downplaying the 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 mysteries of life. That that's actually a pretty cowardly way to conduct yourself and that there's something like brave and empowering about saying, even though all this is a mystery, like there's a real chance that there's something extremely special going on here. Mm -hmm. Or maybe there's not a real chance, but there's a chance. Yeah. I think it's foolish to just close yourself off from the possibility. Yeah. Uh, I'm definitely open for any kind of experience to happen i think and and i think it's important to you know, to be open and for that well and it feels good mm-hmm. and i think again it like I, I i come back again and again to this idea of like the practicality like if you can't know then the next step is to decide what's the best, what orientation toward the world would give you the best life yeah. and the best feeling. Yeah. I think that there's a lot to unpack in that conversation. And I think that you want to try to avoid being deceived and being, uh, you know, it's easy to fall into 
I, I guess to have like all sorts of illusions about things and become detached. And I don't know, there's all sorts of pitfalls potentially, but there's something about it that it's just such a beautiful story. Like that's the thing about Christianity that really has always blown me away. Christian science, but Christianity too. It's just this idea that the divine was incarnated into one person in order to save everyone. Right. Yeah. I mean, um, it's, you know, I don't know what I think about that, but I just think from the standpoint of a story, I yeah, mean, that's, epic. it's an epic story. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. It's just like, yeah. wow. Can, I mean, I can't think of a, a more uplifting and powerful story than that. Hmm. So much pressure on Jesus. A lot of pressure <laughs> on <everyone>. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he was, um, he was God. So I guess that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think Christian science. In Christian science, he's, he's not, not. Yeah. He's not God. Yeah. That's one of the main differences. Right. And what I've realized, at least for myself, when it comes to, you know, how you're saying what feels good. Mm -hmm. Is ultimately what you want to believe in. You're right. Uh, is that I don't think any one religion I could follow right. completely. That's kind of how I feel, uh, too. Where I think at this point it's it's so individual. Like we're so there were such individuals that no question, growing up in Christian science, I took a lot of that and internalized that, and that's part of who I am. Mm -hmm. Um but I wouldn't if I were just a purely Christian scientist, I wouldn't want to close myself off from other religions that no doubt have great lessons to learn and mm -hmm. great insights. Uh, so yeah, for me, I, I much prefer st staying open and be, be willing to hear any, any ideas. Right. And that, that process of constructing a personal belief system from various inspirations mm -hmm. I think is a really meaningful and enjoyable process. Yeah. And Emerson had this idea about creating a secular Bible in which you picked 10 or 15 of your favorite poems or short texts and created this kind of Bible of like, these are the most important texts in my life. And I thought that I would like to do something like that, although I, I don't want to limit myself just to poems or short texts. I would like to include, you know, passages potentially from the Bible and the, you know, Bhagavad Gita and the, you know, uh, Rig Veda and the Quran. Yeah. Um, but I think that that would be a really interesting process is to take maybe a year in, in or however long you want to do it, but you could set some state sometime just for, for fun. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm going to construct an initial draft of my own personal Bible. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. That's a cool idea. Well, and I mean, kind of that's what Christian science and the science and health is, is it takes, you know, all these stories from the Bible, select stories. Right. You know, it doesn't cover the whole thing. Um, I don't think. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It covers a lot of it, mm -hmm. but um, 
and basically just tells you how to think about these stories. Because some of the stories, like if you read the Bible, literally are kind of a little wacky. Right, (laughs) yeah. It kind of messed up. (laughs) I like how it's like instead of fear, it's like fear means love. (laughs) (laughs) I forget if that's like directly in science and health or if a Sunday school teacher told me that. It's like, no, like fear in the Bible actually means like love. Right, yeah. I was like, oh, okay, well, that's a pretty like opposite word. (laughs) (laughs) Right, because it means like total respect for. Right, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that is the interesting thing, right? Because I guess this is to add on to what you were saying earlier, like when you were giving a description of Christian science, what happened was she fell on the ice and she was laying in on her deathbed. Like people were just hanging out uh-huh. waiting for her to die. And she asked for the Bible and she read some passage and I cannot remember which passage it was, but she read it and had this moment of awareness, this moment where in which she was healed And then from then on, she wanted to understand what it was about that realization that caused the healing. And that's where she really bases the teaching on Jesus. I think most of it is probably the New Testament. Um, Although, of course, when you talk about the New Testament, you're talking about the Old Testament because there's all these sorts of incredible imagery and symbols that get, get carried throughout. For example, this just blows my mind. The the uh, the tree of good and evil becomes the cross. I mean, not literally, but mm. it's the symbol. Like the cross is a symbol of a tree. Oh wow! Isn't that like mind blowing? I just heard that for the first time like a month or two ago, and I was like, "Wow, that's wild!" And so there's all sorts of things like that in the Bible. So that's just to say that she tried to understand what it was about Jesus's teachings and what he understood about the world that allowed him to heal and for people to heal who understood that. Um, and so that's like her interpretation is she, she basically goes through a bunch of different passages and explains how it connects to that. Nice. Um, do you remember the scientific statement of being? Uh, I'm sure if we started saying think, it, there, there is yeah, no truth, life. Yeah. True. true right. there, there, there is, is no life. No life. Truth. truth intelligence. Intelligence. Nor, nor substance and being. And matter. And matter. And matter. Oh, and being. <laughs> All, All is, is infinite, infinite mind. And it's infinite. And it's infinite manifestations. manifestations. For God, God is, is all, all in all. all. In spirit. Spirit is immortal truth. truth. Matter is the unreal and temporal. Oh, is mortal error. Moral error. The unreal and temporal. Yeah. Uh, Spirit is God. No, I forgot this. (laughs) Spirit is God and man is is his his image image and likeness. likeness. Therefore, man man is is not material. material. He He is spiritual. It's a pretty yeah. great, I mean, I'm sure anyone who listens to that will probably not follow it at all because <laughs> a, that, that's going to be an editing night. <laughs> um, but it's a pretty amazing statement. It's always been one of my favorite things in Christian science. Actually, to this day, yeah. I still occasionally say 
um, all is infinite mind and it's infinite manifestation. I just find that to be a really wonderful idea. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, it's so like direct. It's right. so like, this is how it is. Right. There's a lot of really cool terms in Christian science, mm-hmm. like uh, animal magnetism. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> take that literally. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> right. And uh, I mean, mortal. I love mortal error. Yeah. That's a, that's a wild phrase. Mortal mind. That's, you know, one of the, the key phrases. Mm hmm. So what do you think is the future of Christian science? I mean, I'm not up to speed at all on what's going on in Christian science. I have a a general perception that like pretty much every other religion, it's dwindling. And since its numbers were not nearly, we're not ever nearly as large as the, the biggest religions it's more significant when it begins to dwindle. Uh, so yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think that there's a good possibility that it's just going to vanish. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, definitely it's going to vanish. I wonder, I mean, the question is how, how yeah, soon, right? Like, is it in our like, lifetime? Probably not in our lifetime. I think it'll be really small by the time, like, I don't know, in, in 40 years. Right. By the time we're remember, like 80, so, so our college when we were there at Prin was like four hundred, like four hundred ish, four four hundred students, mm-hmm. four twenty maybe. <laughs> nice. nice. <laughs> uh, back in this, like in the eighties, there were like eight hundred, mm-hmm. nine hundred, something like that. And now they're actually allowing non. Christian scientists, they're allowing, allowing muggles to, <laughs> to go to print. And uh, we, we don't actually call them. <laughs> um, I think that's the only way, like, yeah, that print, but that print is going to survive for sure. Yeah, for sure. But even, I think even then they have like 350 students now. They're, it's way down. Yeah, it'll probably just end up as, you know, just one of those religions that was around for a couple hundred years and then went away. Yeah. Which like, what do you, what do you feel when you, uh, when you think of that? It's a, uh, it's a little sad. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I think as far as religions go, I, th- I thought it was, I think it's a great religion. Yeah. Um, um but you know, it's like it's like evolution. You know, the the best and most important ideas spread and mm-hmm. live on. And I think Christian Science has, you know, left its mark on society, and and that won't ever vanish. Right, and I mean, it's really just another version of of these ideas that continually pop up in society. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it shares a lot of similarities with this short, this sort of Western esotericism that has been around since Egypt or before. Um, 
So well, and prayer, prayer is like you could relate it to meditation. Uh, oh yeah, a lot of a lot of similarities. Yeah, uh, uh, that's actually yeah. something that uh, I think that was another problem I sort of had with the way some people talked about prayer. Not everyone, but it felt like sometimes people were using prayer to try to pray for what they wanted. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of just praying to be in alignment with the unfoldment of the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Like praying for your team to win. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, it's like God is on our side so in this baseball game. Right. Yeah. Nations do that all the time. It's crazy to me. Like Yeah. I mean, you hear presidents will say that sort of thing. I don't know. I haven't feel like I haven't heard that in a while, but I feel like I remember like George Bush talking about God being yeah. on our side or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's a crazy thing to say. It feels good. It feels good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, in the end, what matters is that just the important ideas go on, and they will, Mm -hmm. if they're important. Yeah, yeah, I think so too.